0: And welcome to 646, my name is Dawson McManus, and we are very lucky because we have Ryan Rico Brown in the studio today, uh, after a, a botched attempt on my part of recording the first time we were together, I fucked it up, I fucked it up real bad, I fucked up the mics, and We're gonna do it right this time Yeah, yeah couldn't, uh, mm, very embarrassing, but whatever, it's live, it, well it's, it's not live, live but <laughs> it's real but Anyway, that's life <laughs> Ah, good to have you back. Thanks good for back. thanks for giving me a do over. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to oblige. Oh man, uh, so you had a you had a show last night. We had a show with the Weber Brothers last night. Nice, nice uh, in the beautiful town of Burley Falls. Yeah, it's great up there. Yeah, I love that area. It's not too far. Well, I guess it's kind of far from Bancroft, but it's on the it's way there. The, yeah, it's on the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the
1: other bridge town
0: yeah that's right that's right <laughs> i actually have a i have a cottage up on stony lake where oh. uh i'm going there later this afternoon nice um there's a blue sink roof rehearsal after this yeah well, a stripped down one yeah uh, which obviously you know because <laughs> <laughs> you're taking half the band on another gig <laughs> uh but we, as soon as that's done amber and i are hopping in the car and we're beelining nice. for the lake get to the lake yeah gotta get to the lake well Mum's in town from BC, and she's only here till Friday so i want to get as much time in as possible because nice. we see her like once a year yeah so if that so it's gonna be good for anybody that doesn't know uh, Rico w- which is how I knew you for like three years before someone was like where did Ryan go and I'm like who the fuck is Ryan <laughs> like the guy you were just talking to stupid I was like oh <laughs> you told me his name was Rico it gets confusing <laughs> uh, he is a multi-instrumentalist and play you play with a ton of bands basically whoever calls you know i have a hard time saying no yeah (laughs) i'm in the i'm in a very similar yeah it's but there's like there's so many like awesome bands around that's true they're like hey man do you want to do this (laughs) yeah i do want to do that and you're gonna pay me too (laughs) yes please um you, uh, you play with the Webers, You play with Emily Burgess band. Uh, you're playing with uh, Lindsey Barr band. Yep. Sometimes you play in Blue Saint Groove. Yep. Uh, w- Blue who, Hazel. Blue Hazel. That's right. Sorry, sorry, guys. No worries. Um, um who else are you playing? Like, as well, well as, as far
1: as projects as right now, I've got we've got Evil you and I Dead. both have yes. Evil Dead play coming up in October, so we're getting to work on that.
0: That's exciting. Um, that was so much fun last oh, year. Oh yeah. That's a blast.
1: So, we're trying to make it bigger and better and bloodier this year. Yeah. And then I think that covers most of the groups I'm working with as of lately. Um, Matt Diamond was in touch. I might be doing some keyboard work for him. Nice.
0: Nice. Liam's playing drums for him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. So, you get to work with him again. Yeah. 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 That's uh, it's a. It's really cool. I like how there's so much overlap. Between, oh yeah. Like so many people lately. It's it's really nice and it's cool to see everybody's, you know, doing well.
1: Yeah, well, Peterborough definitely has a very rich music scene. Yeah. And I never really realized how rich it was until I started touring across Canada and the US and Yeah. and just seeing what the scene was like in other cities. Yeah. You know, it's like Peterborough's not a very large city. And we have like a thriving scene compared. Like I would put it up against any city.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild, especially like when what you were saying. Like you go to other places and you're like, you have one venue. Yeah. What do you? What do well, you do? maybe every other it makes
1: it end? easier because we are smaller, so it's easier right. to get to know each other and find each other. Yeah. You know, yeah, in the big sure. city, it, it's a little maybe harder to find each other.
0: Yeah, there's just so many. It's a sea of people, right? And yeah. It's hard to, hard to trust. Well, well, and I think,
1: there's... too, in a lot of cities, it's very clicky. You know, like oh, the grunge yeah. guys are there and the punk guys are there and the rock guys are there. But here it's very intermingled. Yeah. You know, yeah. like country guys are playing with punk rockers and, yeah. you know. Because <laughs> why not? Because why
0: not? Tunes are just tunes. Man. Exactly. It's all, it's all just pitch and rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know which makes it fun and that's what and that's that's why i really like i mean you're doing it and I, I get to do it as well just playing with a lot of different people in a lot of different styles yes it's so hard to get bored around here yes cuz there's always something really crazy to do it's yep. so like i you know it's like well i was playing bluegrass last night yep. now i'm going to go play in a sabbath trip. <laughs> like, yep. what the fuck that's <laughs> awesome um You are one of uh, four or five, four kids, right?
1: There was five of us originally. Oh, but there's four of us now. Our older, our oldest sister passed
0: when she was quite young.
1: Oh, it's okay. I actually never knew her. She passed before I was born. But yeah, there's four four brown siblings. Right. Aaron, myself, Marcus, and Misha.
0: Yeah. And you guys are all like. Crazy good players. Oh, thank you. It's really, really cool.
1: Well, I gotta give a shout out to the Brown parents y- yeah. for that. Yeah. They were a big but they're also musicians and they're a big part of our development.
0: Yeah, Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The family band.
1: <laughs> the family band.
0: Yeah. And like you have uh is it multiple uncles or just the one that's also a musician as well?
1: Multiple uncles, only one that plays in Vertigo, but oh, okay. um when I was really young, my dad played in a three-piece band that was basically a CZ Top tribute act.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: And it was him, his brother Richard, and my uncle Ralph on bass. Richard played drums and sang. Nice. Um, so, yeah, there is it, the musical thing kind of extends, too. And even on my mother's side, as well, there's uh, some cousins that, that are pickers. And,
0: oh, right on. Yeah. Very cool. So it wasn't even really a matter of if you were going to be a musician, it was just what instrument yeah. you were going to pick up? And in your case, you're like, all of them?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of a funny story, how I originally got to the bass, or maybe it's a very typical story, but it was my older brother Aaron got his first guitar, I think when he was eight, and I got piano lessons, oh. which I loved. Yeah. But a few years later, Aaron started jamming with the neighbor kid who played drums right and the bass was the only thing they didn't have
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah
1: and luckily at the time my dad was working at a music store so he brought me home a bass that's awesome and within a week i pretty much fell in love with the bass and at the time i was like i'm too cool for piano right i don't care about the piano anymore (laughs) Uh,
0: it's all about the low end now that's it that's so funny Mine's not too different a story, really. Uh, Devin and I got guitars at the same time, but he got better faster than me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm the big brother. You can play the bass. Yeah. Which, I mean, now I'm super grateful for because there's so much more work for bass sure. players than, than guitarists because there's a million guitarists. Oh, yeah. Right? And everybody's like, You play the bass? You want a gig? Oh, we always like,
1: say a competent bass player is
0: never out of work. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And uh, I, I've been getting pretty good at faking competency lately, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's been skin of the teeth every time. But it's like every time <laughs> I get off stage, we get on stage, whoo! Tricked him again. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, it's it's funny. I feel kind of bad that we have to kind of rehash some of the old ground because I fucked up the last one. But uh, we Sorry. met we met at an open gym at the Dobro. Yep. Jesus, it's over ten years ago. Oh yeah. Had to be. Which is pretty crazy because it, that was before I went away to school. Yep. Because you were a huge part of the reason I went. Yeah. And um, I remember you. I'm were, sorry about that. No. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was great. I had an awesome time and I learned a lot. Specifically, that I was nowhere near as good as I thought I was. Yeah, school was good for that. Super important lesson yep. to discover where you are on the totem pole. Sure. That is huge <laughs> and uh, a life lasting realization Yeah, like oh i've got more work okay. to do <laughs> so the woodshed is not a once in a while kind of place that should be like not just my weekend home the the stage is the weekend home yeah the, the, the day-to-day the, week, the day-to-day yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> definitely yeah um Fuck, I I'm trying to remember who you were playing with. Um,
1: if I, I remember the uh, last time we did this, I was more exclusively working with the Webers at the time. We were pretty busy then. Yeah. And I think we were just putting out the
0: Patches album, perhaps? That is possible. But when I saw conference? you at the Dobro, you were, oh, with, sorry. A, you were with a trio.
1: The Chris Collins trio.
0: It might have been. It, yeah. it might have been. And I've, I feel so bad for the other guys, but I mean, or would bass it have been super biased? Was it I mean? the Brock Stonefish? Group? Oh, it might have been. Yeah. It might have been that too. It was one it was or the that other. Long ago. Yeah, yeah. It was one or the other, and I just remember you were, you know, you had the cool hat. Yep. And it was just nothing but groove, and I was like, Oh, I want to <laughs> talk to that guy. He'll tell me some stuff for sure. And you were like, Well, either if you're going to be a bass player, you either need to have cool hats or you need to get really fat and start wearing Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll just start buying hats. Start with I the guess. hats. Yeah, I'll start with the hats and see <laughs> see where it goes from there. So I've been trying to get fat my whole life. It's just not, <laughs> it's not happening. Not happening. But yeah. And then we were sitting in your car one night. This was after like a couple of years. Sitting here, car, I was like, I'm thinking about going to music school. And you did the, Pff, do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sweet, sweet. Do it, man. Yeah. Do it. So I went. Yeah. And uh, honestly, and I know I've said this before, and I'll say it again, repeatedly, I owe a huge part of my musical life to you. So thank oh, you very, very much. Happy to a, be part of it. Because like, fuck, man, that really, like, it's weird how, like. Kind of like chance encounters, sometimes out at an open mic or just anywhere, you meet somebody, and it's like, huh, this person's going to change my life, and I don't even know it yet. (laughs) That's pretty fucking cool. I
1: think every musician has to go through that stage in a way, because there's some sort of like stigma Mm. that we have to face. A friend of mine was telling me, who recently basically decided to go full-time pro musician, Right. And he said that his father introduced him to somebody as a professional musician. And it just, to him, it sounded weird just to hear it. Right. And we were talking about how uh, you assume some sort of negative stigma. Like, oh, he's a musician.
0: Yeah. Like, as if that means something. Yeah.
1: Um, But of course. It's something we all have to face and get over, and like especially at that time in your life, at that age, and thinking about what you're gonna do, and like making that that step and taking the plunge. Yeah, and I mean it's probably no scarier than somebody starting their own business. Yeah, or you know.
0: Yeah, I would imagine it's very similar. I mean. uh, like, shit, did, did you, I mean, you must have had that, like, holy shit, here we go, feeling when you...
1: Yeah, like, I dive. was really lucky for myself, uh, basically, when I got my first bass guitar, I knew that I was 11 years old, and I knew then, it was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That's awesome. And from then on, I just made decisions that lined me up with that, and it was right. like, when it came time to apply to college... I was like, I'm going to Humber College, or I'm not going to college. Right. And even though maybe my te- some of my teachers were like, well, you know, you should maybe look into backup plans. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I never questioned it. Yeah. Now, I did have a little segment in my life, probably for like two or three years, where I actually uh, quit trying to pursue music, and I I did a you know handful of regular day to day jobs. Sure. Um, and then kind of like woke up one day i was like what are you doing yeah remember all that shit you've been saying all your life yeah <laughs> and then again once that clicked it was like you know what i had to i was looking for a job at the time and i was like i'm gonna make a musical resume
0: yeah you know
1: and uh that's when i applied at bud's music and got the teaching job
0: nice yeah, yeah.
1: and from then on it's kind of been never looking back
0: yeah and why not i mean I'm, and I'm sure it must have been the same for you. When I was working like shitty retail jobs, it were like I did a call center for a little while. Oh yeah, I did a couple of. Oh, those. <laughs> Jesus, it's like leave your soul at the door. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that's a, what, those are you're rough. just putting
1: your shift in there.
0: Yeah, like holy fuck. And I was like, if I have to stay here, I don't know how. <laughs> if you know, if my physical well being is going to survive this, <laughs> I might hurt myself. Yep. Because this sucks, unbelievably.
1: Uh, most time, like, I worked a call center here in town in Peterborough, and yeah. I quit the day they gave me a raise. <laughs> and yeah. I think, I can think of, like, three or four jobs that I quit the day they gave me a raise. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, whatever it was inside me, it was like, it's not about the money, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, whoa, whoa. and the same can be said about being a musician. Oh, know? of it's course. Like, I'm not doing this because it pays good, because it doesn't always pay good. Yeah, but I'm yeah. gonna do it, and I'm gonna do whatever I got to do to
0: make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears> like, I mean, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on you know what most people would think of as a typical day job. If, sure. If you love it, then that's awesome. But for for those that don't it's rough oh yeah so you know like
1: i guess that's a good piece of advice we could give to anybody in any field yeah make sure you love what you do
0: yeah you have to otherwise like it's just nothing else seems worth it and then and then i don't know like i'm sure it probably is the same for you like a little bit of downtime is like oh wow this is really nice but then you know after a little bit, I start getting antsy, and I'm yeah. like, "Ooh, I gotta get back out there. I gotta start playing." And my, ha- if I go too long, my hands hurt. Yeah. If I like, uh, when Amber and I were uh, were in Greece, my hands were hurting so much so that we went to a music store, and I so I you could play watched. some. Well, I ended up buying a gitterly. Yeah. Because I guess like, Amber's like, oh, "Look at your big dumb face," <laughs> when you're holding that thing. All right, <laughs> just buy it. It's like, yeah. So, like, and then I, and I love that thing. And now it's a, whoop, I keep clicking shit. Now it's a, now it's another instrument that, right. I mean. In the arsenal. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's cute. It's portable. Yep. It sounds nice, you know. And it's the only nylon string I've got. No, that's not true. I have a ukulele. Right. So, sorry. It's my second nylon. But, I don't know. It's just cool. They're great. Yep. I, I love bringing toys home and figuring them out. Me too. You know, well, yeah, obviously, like, shit, man. How many instruments do you play now? Well, it's hard to say. <laughs> I just, uh, my main instruments are
1: obviously bass and guitar and piano. Yeah. Um, You're har- a good harmonica I dabble player. in the harmonica. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> You're a good harmonica player. Um, and then, you know, anything with keys, I try to work like accordion. Yeah. I have one at home and I've, I've dabbled with the banjo. It's probably the ficklest of all the instruments I've ever tried to play.
0: Cool. It's It's got a sort of weird tune, like the five string specifically has kind yeah.
1: of an odd tuning. It's It makes you wonder, like, who
0: came up with this damn oh, thing? Oh, somebody you know? drinking White Lightning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to distill this, and then I still have most of my eyesight. Let's build a guitar. Yeah,
1: it's like I got a snare drum and a neck of a guitar... And how I've, do
0: I build an instrument out of this I have some I have some old <laughs> wire from that fence I was building <laughs> but I love like, it yeah. I love the sound of a banjo oh, that's a great instrument
1: um and I'm I always you know every three months I'll pull it back out and try to learn more about it but yeah. it it's the one that doesn't really come too quickly or too naturally to me
0: yeah you dabble in mandolin too right a little bit yep because yeah. you were playing it just the other day at Lindsay's yep yeah. It's an upside down bass Yeah Yeah <laughs> So Which is kind of weird eh? It's like uh, uh Yes uh, Okay yeah Takes there it a minute is, there to get is. your head around Yeah gotta recalibrate Well it. I
1: think we, we were playing through that tune And we got through it Two full takes Before I realized I was playing the wrong chord <laughs> <laughs> Like that's how you play a D chord Okay That's right <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like Oh shit No the F sharp's over here That's it Whoops <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, but that's like, that's so cool. And I always find, at least for me, every time I I pick up another instrument and it starts to click, it gives me another perspective on an instrument that I was already pretty good at. Big time. And you're like, oh, cool. Well, if this is happening over here, then that could imply this change. And you start just thinking in different ways. And um, I don't want to sound snobby about it, but more (laughs) holistic. Yes, you know what I mean. Like yeah. the, the overall picture starts to click better, which I mean is pretty evident with the the musical director stuff that you've been doing yeah. lately, like Evil Dead primarily, and then because um, I was a was it a four show run? Yeah, we did four. there. Yeah, we did four. Uh, that was a four show run, and then and then the one off with the with the uh, the Janis Joplin tribute. Yes, which, that was a big one. Man, I wish I was around for that.
1: Me too. That was a lot of fun. I mean. I'm I was really happy with the band that we did get formed. It was quite a thing cuz we asked you at first yeah. and you were like yeah I can do it but then we realized you were going to Greece. Yeah. So that wasn't going to work. Yeah. And then our drummer so uh so we asked uh bass player Bruce Francis who's a great Peterborough veteran. Yeah. And uh which would have been hit one of his favorite drummers to play with Derek McKendrick.
0: Okay. Uh, I don't know if I know Derek.
1: Derek was the main drummer, well, he was the only drummer, I think, in Jericho's Wall. Uh, But he's, again, a Peterborough veteran and he's basically played with everybody. He's on, uh, I think he's on two of the Weber Brothers albums. Oh, nice. Some of the earlier ones. And he's done tons of really good stuff. But I was really excited when I called him because, first off, he was over the moon that I would even have called. So he was super excited to do the show. And... Uh, the other thing, he was like, I've been playing all this Janice music for decades. Oh, me me and my wife do all these songs, <clears throat> which really made me excited because when I started listening to this Janice stuff, I was like, this is heavy. This yeah. is some heavy tunes.
0: Some of it's really weird. Yeah. Some crazy
1: <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So then, I think it was the day before our first rehearsal, Derek calls us. He slipped on ice and broke his wrist. Oh. And we're God. like, oh, no. So I'm like, okay. Uh, so then I got some recommendations from a few other guys. And they I forget, I'm not going to even remember the drummer's name. But he was another older guy who was, again, more familiar with that genre. Sure. Because that was kind of a thing I thought it'd be better to get, um, and <laughs> I hate to say it, but older guys. Because yeah. they grew up playing this stuff. And of they're course. really familiar with this stuff. Yeah and I'm not going to remember this guy's name, but he originally agreed to do it, but then last minute he had to back out because he just didn't feel like he could make the commitment. Uh, so then yeah. we ended up going with my brother Marcus, which yeah. was great. Uh, Marcus did a killer job on it, and and we all, we all got it together. Yeah. Uh, and I got to say the MVP of that show was Dennis. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Goggin, Lindsey's husband. Yeah, yeah. Cause he not only played guitar, but he played horn parts on his guitar, and he learned how to play organ just for this show.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, he and he talented, really
1: rose yeah. to the occasion. Like, yeah. I know at first I know he was extremely intimidated about it, cause a brand new instrument to him. Sure, and, but he really stepped up for it yeah. and and knocked it out of the park, and it really made it. Uh for one thing, economical for us because we didn't need to hire a second keyboard. Yeah. And just kind of cool and exciting that there's like, you know, that whole moving around, yeah. moving instruments. That
0: and... always looks so great. Yeah. 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 He's he's a good dude. Great dude. Yeah. Good player. He just he makes it happen. That's why I like I'm like and obviously Lindsay's awesome too. Yes. Definitely. I just I like playing with both of them a lot. Me so. too.
1: I like them as people. Yes, uh, that was something that Bruce kind of brought up to me that I, I guess I'd never heard it out loud, but I was always maybe thinking it was that. The end of the day, it's not so much about the caliber of the musicians you're playing with, but just the people. Like, yeah, if you enjoy their company
0: and yeah, you know, oh, it makes a huge difference. It's huge. Like, like um, uh, we, uh, um, the program coordinator for. Uh, for my first year at Mohawk was this dude named Terry Basom Well, mm-hmm. oh, still it that's still his name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> he uh, there was one day it was pretty early on too, and he was talking about what he calls the asshole effect. Yeah, he's like it doesn't matter how good you are if you are an asshole. Yeah, musicians talk to each other. Yes, he's like eventually that phone's gonna stop ringing. Yeah, so don't, don't be, be an asshole. asshole. <laughs> yeah and that that really i was like huh yeah that sounds reasonable yeah you know Uh, my
1: parents were really big on driving that lesson home at a very early age yeah and that exact same thing was like there's like you guys might be good you might think you're great but there's lots of great players yeah you got to be a good person if you want to get called back
0: yeah yeah it's a huge thing actually um there was a commencement, I can't remember the name of the college now off the top of my head, but there was this great commencement speech video of Victor Bouton. Oh. And um, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. And uh, he was doing this really cool kind of like play along thing while he was doing a speech. And he was talking about how his parents were like, what does the world need with another? good musician what the world needs is good people and it's like fucking a man that's awesome yeah um so i just i don't know anytime anybody has that kind of philosophy of like yeah i'm obviously i'm gonna work hard at my craft and all that kind of stuff but it's more important to you know be pleasant (laughs) yeah then those are the kind of people that i want to continually work with and and i also want to be or as best I can, I want to I want to try to be, be, that, be person. that person as well. Yep. Because then everybody, you know, when everybody gets along, everybody's winning, everybody's having a good time, and life's too short to be miserable, and music is too special for it to not be the most fun you're yes. ever going to have. Yeah. At least for me. It means too much to be shitty. You know, it's like, ah, you're just ruining a good time. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> It's like you know,
1: well, and music especially is v- such a team sport. Like oh, it's all about huge. supporting each other and sharing, yeah. and you know. So yeah, it's just really important to kind of be selfless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You know, I mean? you know like everybody gets <clears throat> their turn and, t- and has their moment. But yeah, at the end of the day, from the downbeat to the last note, yeah. it's all really about helping each other out and oh, yeah. and helping each other shine.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. The 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 grace are good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's <clears throat> pardon me this coffee's making me really flummy. <laughs> there's a weird thing at least I, I find it every time if there's someone that that I get along with and we start playing and it's it's like it's sounding really magical and it's like all of a sudden I'm just like I love you. <laughs> like wow that happened fast you know it's just like oh family now (laughs) that's the way it is (laughs) and it's you know it's 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 an amazing and it's a hard thing to try to explain to people that yeah do it on a regular basis you know it's like you just you get into it and it's like yeah yeah this is a you know this isn't just somebody i kind of jam with periodically this is now a like a real family. friend yeah. a family member you know love it for sound yeah yes exactly <laughs> yeah. and it's such a it's such a cool thing with how quick that comes about you know like when everything's locking and you're just like oh <laughs> yeah that sounds way dirtier than it should sure. but, but it's just you know it just clicks and i mm, it's a good feeling and you know and people that you love you're supposed to Good to them, so yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it just seems part and parcel to definitely. me, definitely. So, and uh, it's just it's an exciting thing, and and the more like awesome projects that are cropping up, and people are just really killing it, uh, it, at least that I've been hanging out with lately. Yeah, like, it just seems like everybody's doing a really good job, and it, it makes me smile. Like, um, I, I went to school with a couple of friends, um. That are now in "Mice on the Hurricane." Oh, nice! Like Chris and Victoria Cox. Yeah, and they're killing it. Just oh, yeah. killing it. That's and a great band. Like, are you? Is that Monday? Y- yeah. 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 The the sixteenth, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, or is it the fifteenth? Oh, on. that'll be next Monday. Yeah. 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 Hang on, I'm fucking up the date. Hang on, I got it in my phone. I'll, I'll... Monday at the Red Dog. It's, yeah, I think it's next Monday at the Red Dog, because this Monday would be the ninth. Yeah, it's the sixteenth. Yep. Yeah, and they're playing with Five Alarm Funk, who are also some of the nicest fucking people I've ever met. Yeah, like they're just they're just so cool, and like both of those bands are blowing up right now. Oh yeah, like um, uh, Five Alarm just uh, a few months ago released a single with Bootsy Collins.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they, wow. He, he did kind of like a a take on um, like it was a song that they already had called. Uh, Oh, I don't want to fuck up the title, but the hook is uh, We Play the Funk. Yep. The whole funk and nothing but the funk. Yep. Awesome song. And Bootsy came in and kind of put his own, like, Bootsy Collins magic on top of it. And it's so cool. Like, I welled up listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, they're playing with Bootsy fucking Collins and, like, wiping tears, man. It was great. That is awesome. Same sort of thing with. um, uh when my son was on stage uh the last time they were in town and and Broken Harmony got to open for them which yep. was fucking awesome and um they were playing um they were playing one of their big tunes that has like really been a smash for them and um they just you know put the mic out and the whole audience was singing the chorus back to them and i was just like ah oh, and the the look on their faces and i'm like those are about- my <laughs> you know it feels so good it yeah. feels so good so yeah. yeah anytime anybody's killing it it's just awesome i love it so it's, it's good shit Definitely. Sorry, that was a weird divergent too. oh
1: no 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 they're both awesome bands yeah. and it's good to see such like a, a live show like
0: that you yeah know? yeah it is a show for Big sure time. for sure yeah yeah um the last little while, you did. A, you've done a couple of those slab performances now, right? Or just the just, one? The one. Was it just the one. I did the one with okay. Emily. Yeah,
1: that was great. Which, uh, if you get a chance to go see a Slab Town production, it's awesome. Like yeah. it's a beautiful, tiny little venue. I think it holds thirty people. Yeah, and you're literally on top of them. Like they are. Yeah. Like if I move too far, I'm gonna smash somebody with my headstock, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's very tight.
1: Um, but it's very uh, they're very attentive. Like you can hear a pin drop in there listening to every note and just a really nice, nice room. I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. And it's broadcast online as well.
1: Yeah. Sean Daniels handles all that, which I actually never got to see our broadcast. I don't know if it, Oh really? I think it's still up and I could see it, but, um, I heard a lot of compliments that, like, the sound quality was really good. It was really good. And, uh, which, that w- I was like, knowing uh, knowing the, how, what I saw that Sean had set up, I was like, wow, good for you. Like, mm-hmm. And I really hope he continues to do that, because I think there's a lot of potential with that yeah. kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was really cool. Um, I've watched... I watched a big chunk of it. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it start to finish. Like I've been watching it kind of like in partitions. Yep. So uh, just because you know you get like twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Ah, I gotta go do this. <laughs> but um, but no, it was great. You guys sounded awesome. The production value is is pretty pretty good. Yep. Like, uh, the the audio is great. Um, I, I don't know if they're using HD cameras yet. I don't
1: know. But uh, I remember though he had a couple <clears throat> angles. Which I was like, cool. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: which was really cool. Um, and I I can only imagine that because he's such a techie. Yeah. Stuff is like, it's it's like the production value can only go up. Yes. Right, because every time a new toy comes out, he's like, dude, have you heard about this thing and seen this thing? And he's like, always showing me test footage of like new toys, and I'm like, that's awesome, man. Yep. I he's very passionate about uh, it. Oh yeah. I love that. And he's he learns that stuff so fast. He just got a drone not too long ago. Oh yeah. With like. A super HD camera, and it's crazy. The thing can go up to um when when he puts it in sport mode, it can go up to ninety six kilometers an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like zipping it. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) oh shit! It's like you could like really, you could kill somebody with that thing if you wanted to. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Oh, there's some tinnitus. (laughs) That always kind of freaks me out a little bit because. I got the really bad ringing in my ear shortly after, uh, the, the Dave Matthews tribute. Yep. And then, uh, um, then I got the, then I had that vertigo where I couldn't walk for like a month. Right. So every time that happens, I get a little nervous. (laughs) Sure. It's like, yeah, but, uh, yes, sorry. Um, uh, (laughs) I lost my place. Keep jumping around too much. Um, how many, band, oh, how, sorry. Uh, how many bands have you been in with family members? Because you and you and Aaron had Seed.
1: Well, if we're going to the first, like way back, the first band I ever had was with my older brother Aaron, and it was called Crucial with a K. Oh, cool. And it was a three, no, it was a four-piece. Um, we had bass, drums, guitar, and a full-time djembe player. Oh, really? A friend of mine, his name was Osa, or his name is Osa. Um His father was like a fine carpenter and also a conga player. Oh, cool. And they would build custom gem bass in the shop. And I think I was probably like 11 or 12 at the time. And I was the lead singer because no one else would step up. Right. And we did like... We had some originals, but we did like, you know, Green Day covers, like stuff from Dookie. Nice, yeah. And some Offspring covers. Right. So that was our very first band. And then uh, we eventually had a band in high school called Violent Pedal, and that was with Aaron as well, my brother, and Will Lawson, who you know, right?
0: Yeah, he's coming over later. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then, uh, uh, then that kind of like broke up when I moved away for college. We all kind of moved away to go to school and whatnot, and yeah, do our different things. And then, so seed. When that formed, that was basically like a reforming of Violent Pedal, okay. with a new singer, right? Which was Chris Collins. Yeah, the great voice of Chris Collins. Yeah, um, and that was a lot of fun. That was we put out one album.
0: I love that record. Me
1: too. I'm really proud of what what went down for that.
0: <laughs> it's so awesome. When uh, when I first bought a copy of it, it lived in my car for almost a whole year mm-hmm. before literally the CD player broke in my car. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I had to I actually took it to a, to a garage so that I could get the CD out so I could have it back. Nice. <laughs> nice. I don't
1: even know if I have any more copies of it myself. Oh, man. Yeah. There must be one or two around.
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah.
1: Seed basically took like a back burner when I joined the Weber Brothers full time. Right. Mostly just because of time restraints and...
0: Yeah, that's a, they work a lot. Yeah, they're a busy band. Yeah, yeah. Awesome band. Yeah. <laughs> they're really? a hard-working band. Yeah, yeah, really great. How many records do the Webs have?
1: I think uh, I heard Ryan say 13.
0: Yeah, I knew it was total. more than 10. That's, fuck, that's a lot of material, man. And they'll uh, probably have another
1: one out by the end of the year.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, they're always pumping tunes out. Um, And then Emily... I don't know how soon she's ready to put another one out, but she's she's got enough songs almost.
0: To, That's great to do that. I want to have her back on the show because the first time she was on, uh, she was gearing up. She'd just been writing a bunch of stuff. She was
1: so it was like, before I, the release. Yeah, nice. it, was, it was
0: before I think the recording process had even started. I think she oh, was okay. like just getting ready. She was like assembling the band. Nice. So yeah, so I'm uh, I want to have her want to have her on because it's a good album. I'm really proud of that. It sounds awesome. What we did there,
1: yeah. And for me, it was really exciting, because, like, we would... She would send us demos, and we would each kind of write a part that we thought would work. Right. And then we'd get together and do, like, a rehearsal and, you know, fine-tune things. Um, But the one thing we didn't do in those rehearsals were, like, vocal, a lot of vocal work. Right. And then... So me we brought the whole band in to do the bed tracks and we basically did it live off the floor. I should maybe save this for her podcast, <laughs> but I'll tell my version. Sure. <laughs> but uh so we did all the bed tracks which is you know almost all the instruments you'd hear like drums, bass guitars, keyboards. That was all done live. Right. And then me and Marcus left the session. Right. We had done our work and so I never heard any of the vocal work or or backup vocal ideas they had, They really had until the CD was finished, oh, the final wow. product. And then so when I got it and heard it for the first time, I was like, wow, these <laughs> songs are even cooler than I Like they have huge vocal arrangements yeah. on a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah, I was just over the moon about it and the way it sounded. And I kind of, I don't know, I was surprised that like, some of the stuff that I did that they left in, okay. like I would lay a track and on my way out, I'm like, they're probably going to either bury that or just cut it. Right. Because that's kind of how I felt about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think we all kind of feel that way. Yeah. But it's like, not only did they not do that, they cranked them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, well, they yeah. clearly liked what you were They must doing. have liked them. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we all kind of had a different part in each thing like even Sam laid some organ that was awesome. Right on. On it. I was like again it's like I I think I had laid just a piano track but once we got the album finished and I heard it, it was like oh that organ part's fucking awesome. Nice. So. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was my favorite way to work in the studio, which is basically where I just come in and lay my tracks and get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get away from the editing and the mixing. And yeah. Let the engineer handle that.
0: Yeah. That that part of the process is long.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it's uh, its its own craft and, oh, and totally. uh, you know, find people that are really passionate about doing that mm-hmm. and let them do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: That was one thing I learned doing the seed record because doing my brother Aaron did all the engineering on that, Mm -hmm. and of course he keeps, at he'd do a mix and ask me my opinion, and I'd be like, man, I don't, I don't know, man. (laughs) He'd do another mix and ask me my opinion, like I can hardly tell the difference. (laughs) Like if you're happy, then like I'm, I'd be happy with it, you know.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, like I, I get really into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, even just with like demoing stuff, like just to play with the software and like hear like slightly different variations on on the same thing, you know, you like change the panning just a little bit and you're like, oh, that's changed everything. Right. And nobody's going to notice. No, well, uh, well I, I, I shouldn't say it, nobody. It's subtle. But it's subtle. It's, it is subtle, but like, it, at least for me, like, I, I find that stuff very exciting. So I'm, you know, I I can I can understand, you know, like wanting to really get in there. Yes. Yeah,
1: like, definitely.
0: But I can also understand, you know, wanting to I mean, especially if it's like if it's not your baby, like you go in, you do your part. No way you go. Like yep. it's like, whew, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, because I am a fan of doing that as well. Especially if I'm working for other people, you come in, you put it down, you're like, that was fun. I can't wait to hear what the sounds like exactly. when it's finished. And then you get this really nice treat at the end. Yes, it's like ah, oh, this is so much better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I I get that. It's it is fun. Record making is it's its own kind of thing. Yes, um, very different from live. Big mm. time. Because live is such an instant gratification if you're doing well. Um, if you're eating shit, that's, oh, that's death. <laughs> but um, you know what's weird too is like doing a live show is like winning an audience. You know yes. what I mean? Like when they feel almost resistant to you in the beginning and yeah. by the end they're like, ah, and it's like, I fucking got you. Yep. You know, that, that to me almost is more rewarding than like from the first note to the last note everybody's just like the whole time when you have to like gradually bring them in yep because they're they're like we're not here for you and then (laughs) and you know by well they're not sure yet yeah that's they're they're like
1: is it okay to have fun can i really let loose yeah yeah and that's kind of i feel what the the band or the entertainer that's their job is basically to Loosen them up. Loosen them up and be uh, like, you know, you're here to have fun, so let's yeah. get to it.
0: <laughs> Go have another drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you have a preference to, to live or studio? Uh, live, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
1: like, don't get, I do enjoy working in the studio. Sure. Um, But definitely the live thing is, is more my, what I, if I had to pick one, I guess. Sure. Sure. Uh, and even in the studio, like, I really prefer to record live, oh, if yeah. at all possible.
0: Yeah. Well, it preserves uh, that magic. Yes. Right? And you, and you can feel it when you listen to it. You know, it's like if there's if there's a track that's super isolated and just layered one at a time as opposed to something that was done essentially live off the floor, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. There's so there's a different kind of chemistry happening Big in, time. This, in this tune. Big time. So. I'm I'm a big fan of doing that. Um, the the Broken Harmony record that we just released uh, a couple weeks ago now, um no about a month about yeah. a month ago now, um all the beds are are live off the floor yep and um you can sometimes feel it in the tempo, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it's live it's fuck live it. yeah um and it just it feels you know it does feel different because I've I've done stuff like just demoing stuff where I'm because I have to. I'm layering. layering myself over top of myself over and over and over again, and it really feels isolated. It also sounds like everything's written by a bass player, <laughs> uh, which is why for that stuff, it's like calling other people and be like, "Please help me," because <laughs> this sounds like very, very two dimensional. It sounds yeah. like a obviously a draft, it's right? Like, you know, it's like. Mm. You have an idea there. Yeah. It's not quite a song yet, but you have a pretty good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. That's actually something I'm really looking forward to. And uh, I, I'm, I'm pumped that there's some really, really cool people that have agreed to, to help me with that. Yourself included. Oh, you yeah. If you're still down. Definitely. When, Because uh, um, actually, tomorrow, uh, my buddy Adam's coming over and he's going to help me order the parts to the new computer. Right. So, going to be getting that. And then... Um, i got to sell a couple things because I'm getting a new board. Yep. Um, I'm going to get that uh, Personas uh, Studio Live uh, 16. Nice. Have you seen those things? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> 16 <sighs> ins, man. Not just that, but like everything. It could, like you can mix in in board, but it that's not the signal it sends to the computer. So it sends all the raw data, but you could have like all kinds of, like, you can EQ stuff, you can put all kinds of effects. Um, It, like, basically puts a bus just in the board. Just for the headphone mix. Yeah. Yep. So you can have a pretty good idea of what you think you might want to sound like. Yep. But in case you want to make tweaks in post, it just sends the raw data to the computer. That's cool. And And there's, like, almost zero latency. Yep. And it's just... Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> and it and it's a live mixing board. Right. So like if if I wanted to, I could take that to gigs, other people's gigs too, if I'm not already booked, and like plug everything in and then you can record everything right. too. Do a live so, recording. Yeah, because it's it's got a hard drive built right into it That's as well. Handy. So not everything needs to be sent straight to the computer, but it can be when I'm at home yep. or I can just record to the onboard drive while I'm out and about. Yeah. And then now you've got and then I can take it home, dump it into a DAW. And like, if, you know, like if there's like some weird bleed through or whatever, you can kind of clean it up a little bit and, or you could just have it like raw as fuck if that's what's, if that's what people are after. And then you can give somebody a really cool like live show recording that they can push. So like, Oh, Oh, I want it so bad. (laughs) I want it so bad. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So super looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be good. Actually, I have a I got a whack of demos I need to start sending out cuz I'm I know it's I know it's coming really slow, but the space is coming. The space sure. is coming. So, it's uh yeah. Well, and it's a busy time of the year. Oh my as god. You know. No kidding. No kidding. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Can't complain though. No, no. Like it's better than being like just sitting by the phone and staring at it and going ring. <laughs> ring. <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine you really have that problem though. I mean uh, obviously there's dry times Yeah, there's dry but, times for but, sure. February can be a little desolate. Sure, sure. Uh, you're one of the busiest people I've ever met. Uh yeah, I I'm blessed, I got to say. I'm pretty lucky that way. Well, you could, yeah, but I mean it's there's a reason you get called a lot. <laughs> you know, like you're you're super good at what you do and you're really fucking easy to work with.
1: Yeah. So as I try to I so I try to be just dependable and you know
0: yeah be ready, well, kind of thing, rehearsed. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, yeah, that is a big one. Oh, there's nothing worse than somebody not knowing what they're doing. Yes. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say there's nothing worse. There's tons of things that are worse than that. Sure, but, but <laughs> in that context, it's uh, it's a bummer. So. Well,
1: and for us, I find it's like it's our job is. As far as that goes, it's really simple. You just got to, like... If someone's like, we're doing this tune, well, you just got to listen to it, like, 20 times.
0: Yeah. yeah and now it's like...
1: Part. I might not even have to pick up the instrument to know how to play it. Yeah. If I listen to the track enough times. Yeah. Um, so it's mostly just about that. It's just, like, setting aside enough time in the day to, yeah. to do that. So at home, like, I'm always even if i'm working in the kitchen cooking food i'm like i've got a playlist of yep. songs for that weekend that i gotta learn or
0: yeah absolutely that found time of yeah kind of stuff like you're doing the dishes or making food like you said or and it's making, almost just like whatever.
1: subconsciously imprinting it that, on yeah. your brain yeah you're like that's, okay yeah it goes
0: to that chord one. and then it moves to that chord or that yeah. kind of thing yeah absolutely I'm curious then, like, did did you always have, like, crazy good ears, or is this more of a trained... it's definitely
1: a skill uh, I've developed over time. Right. Like, I can remember the first song I ever lifted by ear... Right. ...on a guitar, and it took me, I swear, it took me, like, four months.
0: Okay, yeah. (laughs) You know,
1: and I sat beside the cassette player every day after school... And worked on it from like the time I got off the bus to the time we had dinner so a few hours every night yeah and after about four months I'm like I've got it I figured it out I know every note in this song and I figured it all out by ear yeah and so then I moved on and started working on other songs and maybe a year later I listened to that same song again, and my ears had developed a little bit more, and yeah. I realized, oh, I missed that one, <laughs> yeah, and I, I was... <laughs> missed that thing. and I... So I feel like it's something that's always progressing and always getting better.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even to this day. like. Yeah. Um, that's a weird thing, and eh? when you come back to a tune that you haven't played maybe even in a couple of years, and you're like, I know how this song goes, but let me just listen to it just to make sure, and you go oh no, <laughs> I've been playing this wrong for a very long time. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? What song was that? Shit. Um, uh, um, long View. Yeah, oh yeah. I heard that when Classic. Um, When, um, when uh, Foss hired me for, for some Vern's Combs stuff. That was on there. I'm like, fuck, I know how this song goes. But just in case. <laughs> because I've been wrong before. <laughs> yeah. So I threw the phones on. And I'm like, no way! There's more happening in the bridge than I had previously thought. Yeah. I was like, oh well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. It's been, you know, like I've been playing this song since like since it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, since like eighth grade. I yeah. thought I I thought I knew how to play that song since eighth grade. No. 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 I, I didn't. <laughs> well, your
1: eighth grade self thought you. Well, you did. yeah. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, oh. oh yeah so but that's, that's cool because like some people Jake Hawker one of them that dude's just got perfect pitch perfect pitch and yep. that's that's so wild to me yeah like I uh, it's impressive, and it's very, very cool. Well, and the
1: thing to always remember, say, with someone with perfect pitch, it doesn't mean that they're any better at lifting a part. Sure, sure. Because really the lifting of a part comes down to the discipline of listening and re-listening oh, and yeah, re-listening. Of but the, having perfect pitch gives you that ability to say, that's out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> or that's wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. I can hear that that sounds awful
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was he was actually saying that that it's
1: like as much a curse as yeah. it is a blessing.
0: Yeah, he was saying it is a blessing and a curse at the same time yeah. because like if he's playing something, he's like if I hit something even remotely off. Uh, he was talking about with the his fretless. He's like if my intonation is the slightest bit out, he's like it just sends a shock wave down my spine. Yeah. I'm like oh that would be. That would be tough. Although, like, I mean, I don't know, I can usually hear if I'm, or I can now, I should say, if I'm out of tune, I can hear it and it's always like, oh, oh it's the same, it's the same. Oh, fuck. It's like, oh, nobody Nothing else. worse than an out of tune bass. Oh, God, it's <laughs> so gross.
1: That's the absolute worst.
0: Oh, man, I feel like <laughs> if a bass note is wrong, I feel like maybe most people don't necessarily know what's wrong. But, but there's, there's something terribly terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, oh no. <laughs> so it's it's funny cuz like man, I remember when I first started learning the bass, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to be a bass player cuz it wasn't as cool. Yeah. In air quotes as the guitar. And it's like, no, no, this is the coolest. It is. There's like ah, uh, especially now man, I don't know if I can ever go back to a four string. No. No, I yep. don't, I don't, I love that low B. Yeah. It just, it feels so good. It rumbles in all the right ways.
1: I'm all about the four string these days. Yeah. I I mean, I grew up playing a five, so I yeah. love the five, but I, it's mostly, I think it's just mostly about the weight of the instruments. They are heavy. <laughs> you know,
0: that Warwick's Definitely.
1: probably not too bad. It's though. not bad at you all, know, for man.
0: Five? Like going from, going from that GNL yeah. that Foss lent me. To that wick, there's like probably a seven pound difference yeah, oh yeah. in the weight, and I can feel it in my shoulders yeah. <laughs> at the end of a, you know, a full night, it's which that is swamp ash body. Oh yeah, holy shit, man! It's like I'm so glad we were sitting for Evil Dad, because <laughs> like that thing weighs a fucking ton. Oh yeah, and I played, I played a couple of four hour shows with it. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, my back. Yeah, my back, and then you know, switch to the wick, and I'm like, oh, hmm. yeah, not <laughs> so bad. All right. But it's it's weird in the neck size too. When I uh, I've I've picked up the Dean a couple times since, and I'm like, ah, it's so little, it's so little. I'm like, it's kind of I almost don't like it, right? You know? Like it makes me feel uncomfortable because I teach on the wick too, yep. right? Because when I got it, I was like, well, I need to really get better because I I played a four up until last year. Uh, when you're like, "Hey, man, you should get a five string for for Evil Dead," because that, that super low low C. Yeah. Um, it's like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then there's just no going back. At least so far, it's just I, I love I love having that option. And it as it turns out, there's so many tunes that I've been lifting where I'm like, hmm, that that C sharp is actually down enough. Yeah. For. Or that E flat or, you yep. know, and just, and also just not having to down tune. Right. It's like, eh, I don't know. He's have got every note ready. Yeah. yeah. At the ready. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was funny. One thing that was kind of funny was um, for that Canadian band, uh, Canuck, or Canuck Rocks, I think is what they've changed the name to. I can't remember. <laughs> it's really new. It's really yep. new. Uh, I think it's Canuck Rocks. Um, we were doing that song. Yep. And I was like... I'm gonna learn this in standard, right. but I guess it's actually tuned down a half step. Yeah, I step think everything he does. Drop D. Yeah, and uh I was telling my brother devin I'm like, man, that riff is that one riff is fucking hard. He's like, what? He plays it, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's all about the tuning. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that that does makes look it way, easier. That looks way easier, and I'm like, this is how I'm doing. He's like, why? <laughs> It's so, like, well, because I paid for a five string, yeah. I'm going to get my money's worth goddammit. <laughs> so fucking cheap. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, yeah I, I love it. It's great. Um, uh, you, you have a gig this afternoon.
1: Yeah, we're playing, uh, Blue Hazel's playing at the Silver Bean at oh, seven. Oh, nice. At, at seven? I Don't quote me on that. Okay. I'm horrible with the times. Okay. It, the times got switched around. It was supposed to be at 2, and then I don't know. Oh, really? I don't really know what's going on. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: I just follow.
0: Hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um... Sorry. It was a late night last night. Oh, it was.
1: It was for me, too. I think I got in around 2. Yeah. Uh, fell asleep around 4. Yep. Classic Saturday night. Yeah,
0: it's that come down right. Yeah, you need, you need a you need a minute to let that hum leave your body, especially if it's a if it's a good crowd. Come home and you're just mm-hmm. fucking wound. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, actually just in terms of like show length and stuff. Do you have a preference? Do you like longer shows or do you like a short set or what's?
1: I like to do no more than two sets. Yeah. Of up to an hour. Right. Or, I mean, my favorite thing to do is like a festival slot, like a 90-minute set. Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like that's more of a show,
1: I guess. Yeah,
0: because you you can just let it all out in one. Yeah. Rather than conserving.
1: Well, and, you know, like, there's like a thing, like, I guess there's these, like, uh, traditions in working in different rooms. So, like, the... The tradition in a bar is like the a dance band will play three 45 minute sets or mm-hmm. you know something like that, yeah. and take two breaks. Um, but when you go to a concert, it's never like that. Yeah, the band plays their show, and then when the show's over, it's it's over. There's no break. Yeah, uh, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yep, for sure.
1: Um, but for me, I'm finding like the audiences and myself. Uh, they prefer a shorter show. Yeah. Like two-hour sets, and they feel satisfied, and I feel satisfied. Yeah. I find a lot of times when we're playing those, like, three-set nights, the 10-to-2 slot, in that third set, half the room is gone. Yeah. And the half that stayed is exhausted.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's hard uh, to keep not that Not always. Yeah.
1: You know, like, there are the odd time when they're, they go hard and strong right till two, but... Yeah. I'm finding more and more, like, we're playing a lot of earlier things, like 8 o'clock start times, yeah. and um, midnight ending kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: Well, and it's maybe just a sign of our age, and the age of the people we're playing to. I feel like the whole 2 a.m. thing is a very 20-something-year-old yeah. thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it's like, you know, if you're if you just want to go see music it really doesn't matter what time it's at. Yeah. And you probably prefer it to be earlier than later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, like all the really big bands usually do like an 8 to 10. Yep. You know, with an yeah. opening act.
1: 8 o'clock start, exactly. Yeah. Hour and a half show. I mean, we saw Dylan last summer. I think he played an hour and a half. And it was, that was lots. I yeah. felt more than satisfied.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: there is the odd, like, Springsteen still does a three-hour show. and
0: Rush used to before they retired. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. I can't
1: imagine listening to that much Rush.
0: Oh, dude, it was awesome.
1: Like, I mean, I love Rush, but it's like by the end of that, I'd be like, I've heard too much. Uh, I remember Marcus was telling me he went and saw Yes. Oh, wow. And he said... That would have been a good show. they They left before the encore. Because they were just like exhausted. Like their ears Whoa. were... Because I mean, they're a serious band. Yeah, and there's a lot are. of notes coming at you. Yeah. And he's like... Uh, I forget what tune it was. One of their newer ones. It's like the 80s stuff.
0: Okay. But
1: he looked at his buddy and his, he was like, are you ready to go? And his buddy's like, yep, I've, I've heard enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think that's a big yeah. part of it too. Like if you're a super busy band, it's like... It can be tricky. I'm like, I mean, at least for me, though, like I'm such a huge Rush fan mm-hmm. that the three-hour show was, that was... A lot. It was fun. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely satisfied by the end, because I got to hear, I think the, the only thing they didn't play that I was, you know, kind of hoping they would have done was Working Man. Oh, uh, yeah. And I get why they wouldn't do it. Is you it know? too hard to sing? Uh, it, it It's pretty high. Yeah. And Getty's voice is considerably lower than it used to be. Yeah, Uh, but no, it was just I don't know. They didn't really they didn't play anything off the first album, right? You know, they're just like, eh, that was you know that was the first kick at the can. Yeah, we're you know we did that for a long time. Don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's like all right, that's cool. And they got Um, a huge catalog to pick from. Enormous catalog, but like it was you know. It was, it was great. They And they had, like, these funny little, like, videos in between certain songs to give them, like, a little break and stuff. And um, they actually uh, they hired uh, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone to do, like, a little short of uh, the South Park Boys uh, doing um, a Rush cover band. And they were playing Tom Sawyer, but Cartman made up his own words to it yep. and, like, kind of mixed it up with Huck Finn. And like, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, it was so funny. Like, and the whole show is, like... There's there's a lot of comedy kind of mixed yep. into their show because I guess they're all huge Monty Python fans. Yep. And it was just it was great. It was great. And there was uh, if I remember correctly, the last time I saw them. Because I've seen them quite a few times now. But the, the very last time I saw them, there's no opening act. It was just them three hours. And I'm like, Wow, this is fucking awesome. That's a big show. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 Now Getty and Alex had, like, a 10-minute break because Neil took a huge drum set. Right. Event. So they got some time off. But That's handy. Yeah. But Neil's just sweating for three hours, <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: Did you hear that they asked Dave Grohl if he would take the drummer seat?
0: No. Yeah.
1: I don't know, like, if Rush asked him or if it was just in an interview, they asked, like, uh, would you take would that you? job if it was offered? Right. And he said... I know the arrangements but I am I do not have the musical uh, the ability jobs, yeah. to to do that.
0: Yeah. Not many people do. No. That's it's man it's a even, pretty serious book. Even their easy stuff. Yeah. And that like that's a very relative term. Yeah. <laughs> like their easy stuff's not easy. Like it, at least the way I think about it like say like Tom Sawyer or um limelight or in the mood or uh fly by night or yep um, um closer to the heart shit like that yeah that's like they're quote-unquote easy stuff and that's like not easy you gotta pay attention <laughs> yeah like it's like holy fuck and then you start getting stuff like la villa strangiato and you're oh, like oh yeah fuck this. <laughs> this is too long and too weird and too hard they don't even play it live right it's like no no I think they recorded it in chunks, too. Yes, like, I think so. Like, in three separate parts, because it was just so weird that they were like, mm, this will just be a <laughs> studio track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, just real quick, like, who are some, like, really big influences on you?
1: Um, well, maybe early the- on... Uh, especially for the bass uh, Flea was like my biggest influence. I right wanted on. to like learn every note that he played. yeah I'd get the next chili album and I'd just start at song one yeah. and try and lift the whole album yeah uh, Also around the same time was uh, and I don't even know the guy's name but the bass player for Rage Against the Machine.
0: Oh uh, uh, Tim it starts with a C hmm. uh, shit.
1: But yeah, like their first two albums, me and my brother both like lifted every tune. Yeah. Like start at one and just learn every song we could. Yeah. Yeah, For Uh, sure. But lately, I've been getting into like more older music. Right. Um, And it seems like the farther back I go in history, the better the music is. Yeah. Like the quality of it and the performance and the the chops of the musicians and the, even the writing is just like. So I've been, I've got a couple Ray Charles tunes I'm working on. Uh, is that for a piano? Yep. Yeah. Um. What's another one? Some Ray Charles stuff. Like I was getting into Jerry Lee Lewis for a little while there. Oh,
0: right on. That's a lot of right hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a heavy, heavy player.
1: Yeah. I think he's kind of like a punk rocker on the piano. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he just beats the shit out of it, <laughs> stepping
0: on the keys yeah. and all that shit. Uh um, psycho. And even older
1: stuff. Uh, I recently discovered a guy named Louis Prima.
0: Oh, Are you familiar okay. with him? Yeah, uh, I, I've heard. Like I'm, I would not say I'm a fan. Yeah, not that I dislike, but just because I don't know enough. Right. I've heard. Maybe five songs by then. Okay. Guy. And well, I have... we
1: had a gig uh, with Emily, but we had um, Johnny Wong and Jesse Whitley sitting right, in. Right on. They're awesome. <clears throat> great guys. Great players. Yeah. Uh, so Jesse brought in a couple tunes, a couple Louis Prima tunes, and I had never really heard them before. And I put them on, and the one tune's called Banana Split. Banana Split for My Baby. And it's fucking amazing. It's like, Everything about it, like the lyrics are killer, the the writing, like the arrangement of it, and everybody's part is so cool. Yeah. Uh, also, it's just so unfamiliar to me, so that's kind of what was so exciting. And it's like, there's an era there, a time period where jazz musicians are creating rock and roll. Right. But they don't really know what they're doing yet. Yeah. So you can really hear, it's like, The drummer's trying to play a swing, but the piano and guitar are maybe playing straight. Yeah. So there's this kind of pushing and pulling that's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, Chuck Berry's really big on this stuff, too. Yeah. There was a lot of that. And it's like, if you play... If you play a Chuck Berry song properly, it should feel wrong, in a sense. Or it does feel, like, uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Because the drummer's swinging... And the guitars playing straight—it's
0: weird. And you're just
1: like, "What's going on?" It feels like this thing's about to fall apart at any second, but it doesn't. Yeah, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really like just enjoying that era. Um, I'm also getting into Memphis Slim
0: and Willie Dixon a lot. Okay, I'm more familiar with Willie Dixon than I am with Memphis Slim. I... He's a
1: piano player. Oh, okay. And him and yeah. Willie did a lot of work together. They even put out a couple albums where it's just the two of them. Oh, really? And so it's just upright bass and piano, so you can really Shit. hear what each of them are doing. Nice. And they both take turns singing. And they're both, like, really powerful players. Like, yeah.
0: Really. really was such a great songwriter he was he wrote like
1: some of well pretty much all of them yeah <laughs> you know he wrote like so many great tunes yeah. yeah uh and his bass playing is like it's nuts yeah um with this stuff with him in memphis it's like they'll both be playing walking bass lines the piano left hand is playing its own bass line and then he's playing a different bass line and normally you'd be like that's gonna clash yeah but they make it work
0: That's wild. Which
1: I don't really... I haven't figured that part out yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's a deep rabbit hole.
1: It is. It is. And I've yet to lift any of his stuff. He's a pretty serious blues player. uh, Boogie Woogie style. Kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I have heard you working on some of that stuff sometimes when you're subbing. Yeah. That's been my
1: main focus... Lately, like in the last few years, is really trying to get good at playing boogie woogie and a little bit of jazz and stuff. But it's a it's an extreme challenge. I've been working on it diligently for a few years now, and I feel still like I'm just barely scratching the surface.
0: Sure, but like fuck, man. I don't know. Every time I walk past the room and you're working on, it, I'm like, damn.
1: It's, <laughs> it's coming, good, man. It's coming, <laughs> good. Like
0: I remember when I remember catching some of that stuff uh when you or at least the it was a couple of years ago when um i heard you like starting to work on it I don't, I don't know how long you've been working on it for at that point but it like it was like oh that's kind of a cool idea and then like was the last week that you were subbing yeah yeah you, i heard you working on some of it i was like fuck that sounds so good <laughs> thank you <laughs> so it's yeah man it's, it's coming yeah. i like this style because it's such a powerful
1: way of playing piano yeah Uh, because the piano player can just like have the they can lead a whole song without any help from anybody but if you have a band it's even more powerful yeah um but again it's very uh because it's all on you essentially your left hand has to play the bass line and your right hand has to play solos or whatever else kind of thing yeah so it's it's a really busy style
0: yeah yeah it's a, it's a good challenge Okay. It is.
1: It is super cool.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I really enjoy that sound, man. It's it's awesome, and it's uh, it intimidates the shit out of me. <laughs> like I can I can you know kind of do like really stock walks in the left hand and just doing like you know, dyads in the right. Just yeah. Ding, ding, ding ding ding, <laughs> ding, 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 And even that, I'm like, whoa, I'm stretching, I'm stretching. Well, it's,
1: it's a real humbling uh, experience to get into it. Because, I mean, like, I played piano for maybe 10 years before I ever even tried to do any of that stuff. And I felt like, you know, I was competent. I could play along kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can remember, like, the first time I had to, like, walk a bass line and try to play even just a scale and it's like you're back to square one like oh, you feel yeah. like you're five years old yeah it's just starting over again your
0: brain like that is weird it's well really and those weird. guys you
1: really notice especially with that era and it's it's a style that's really like i don't want to say it's lost because there are a few guys like jesse whitley is a perfect example yeah. of like a guy who really has studied yeah yeah um uh, we just had a guy open for Emily named Julian Fouth. He's from Toronto. Same kind of thing, like really oh, right, studied on. in it. So there are a few people keeping the flame alive. Uh, right. But I think back then it was a it was a little bit more popular, just essentially because it was like a requirement for the piano player to play the bass line to get it loud enough. Right. Because the upright bass needed the help because there was no amplifiers.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um, But yeah, it's like those guys, their hands are so independent. Yeah. Uh, The right hand can literally play anything they want it to, and the left hand is going to have that steady bass line running. Yeah. um, That never falters, you know. It's like... And even like with Memphis, like you can hear he's improvising bass lines. Like yeah. he's not just playing stock. Like it's like every new every bar is like a new lo- new walk.
0: Like, yeah.
1: How does your mind? You're running two different things at the same time. How does your mind like and singing the whole yeah. time, <laughs> and running like solos over the singing? It's just like how are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, another guy that's amazing for that. Do you know who Lance Anderson is? I don't. He's a he's the guy that runs the Last Waltz tribute. Oh, okay. He lives in Barrie area. He's mainly an organ, like a Hammond organ aficionado, but he plays piano and he's very proficient at everything. But he used to have a band. I think they're still going called Joint Chiefs of Soul, and it was just that him is familiar. and a drummer. So he played all the bass lines with his feet. Did all the chords with his left hand, played all the solos with his right hand, and did all the singing.
0: Oh my god. And I watched
1: these two guys, they have this huge, powerful sound, and they're like really hot. Like both of them sang, I remember. And they did a lot of like soul R and B stuff. But I just remember being like, Man, this guy plays better bass lines with his feet than I can with the bass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy yeah man so was it was like bass pedals or a move yeah or? he's got a full
1: the full hammond with the bass pedals oh, okay yeah yeah yeah. and then the two banks of keys for the hands right and yeah it's just like how do you train your brain to run
0: all these you know <laughs> programs at the same time <laughs> you just grind it out i guess you do you do like something i've been working on lately uh because Jamie actually hooked me up with the first harmonica yoke I've ever used that is good. Oh, yeah, I can't believe hang on, give me two seconds. Yeah, you're gonna like, I'm always interested in a new yoke. This thing's fucking amazing. <laughs> Take a look at this. Okay. It, uh, is it loose already? Okay, yep. cool. Try that on. Oh, it's got rubber. Yeah. Feel how, like, because you know how normally they have those, like, horseshit wing nuts on the side? Yeah. And you're, like, chasing your harmonica because it's falling over and you can't get, like, a proper seal. Who's k and I have no idea. All he, right. he told me what it stands for, but, like, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's great. And it's a, like perfect height. Yeah, because like, the one I
1: have is a similar shape, but you—I'm ha- always like, I have to like. Yeah, you have to shrug to shrug get it up to get it up.
0: Yeah, put so, like kind of push your face into it a little. Yeah, like that's not going anywhere. No, you know what I mean.
1: So harmonica players, if you're out there, we found the best yoke. It's unbelievable. It's made like, by K and M.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm really working on uh, um, playing. The harmonica and the bass at the same time now. Yeah, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Which gives me like even more respect for Al Black. Oh yeah. For playing drums and harmonica at it's the same time because cool. that's four limbs instead of two. <laughs> exactly. But like, man, like, um, I, I'm I'm just working on um, digging a hole by Big Sugar. Yep. And not. Not the most complex, like super syncopated bassline. Yep. But uh, oh, actually, he. Uh, uh, what, what was the guy's name? The bassist for that band. He just passed away. Yeah, which is a real bummer. I forget. He was a great bass. Did player. they call
1: him Afro Man?
0: No, I think Afro Man is like a, a different different <laughs> dude. He's like a like a hip hop guy. Okay. Um, he th- this dude had like gorgeous dreadlocks. Yep. I'm so jealous of anyone that could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like shitty fucking stringy Irish hair.
1: Right. Not good for dreads.
0: No, no, it would, it would look really, 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 really bad. Um, and he had the coolest bay old beard too. Yep. What the hell was his name? Anyway, he, he just passed away. Yeah. was a real bummer, but um, like cool arrangement to the tune, you know? Um, but like, in terms of no choices and you know it's just a lot of upbeat stuff, yeah. right? So, uh, not the hardest bass line in the world to play, and not the hardest harmonica line in the world to play either. Once I found out that it was played slant, not cross, right? Because I, I was like, "This is impossible. Yes. You can't get low enough. Yeah. There's that that note does not exist. There's
1: always a, it's always like I'm using the wrong harp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one I showed you a while back." Where I was like, I think he's blow bending here. I found out he's using a chromatic harmonica.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Because you can't, you can blow bend. You can. Yeah. Um, uh, it, was, it was the
1: same show I was saying that Julian Fouth opened for us. He had, and I'm not going to remember the guy's name, a Japanese guy who's an amazing harmonica player. Oh cool. And he was he started the show playing uh, chromatic harmonica but on the blues and i'd never re- i didn't realize that people use the chromatic harmonica to play blues and um i at the end of their set i went up I'm like well i'm like wow man sound is so good uh, i didn't realize you could use a chromatic harmonica on the blues and he's like oh well, that's what jimmy reed played and that's who's playing the harmonica. That's who wrote that song okay. I was showing you. Right, right. Like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense why I can't get these notes out. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, that That kind of stuff is so hard. Like, the only person I've ever seen be able to do that kind of shit on a diatonic is uh, Del Honko. Yeah. Like, that dude's...
1: He's a he, one of a kind. He's
0: he, a... he thinks differently. Yeah. For sure. Like, it's... It's like, what key of harp do you have? It eh, doesn't matter. It's like, okay. Fuck. I brought this one. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, good on you, I guess. Because okay. I can't fucking do that. <laughs> Holy shit. That dudes he's, he's a it's wild pretty player. pretty amazing. Yeah. I remember the first time um, I was working a, a shitty retail job, actually. And uh, this uh, older, older woman that I was working with was like, you play harmonica? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, check this guy out. I went in the back, and I put it on. I was like, what the fuck?
1: And it was Carlos? Yeah, it was Carlos.
0: And I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like he's playing, like, sax lines on a a diatonic harmonica. I was like, holy shit. All right. Yeah. Back to the (laughs) (laughs) woodshed. Back to the woodshed I go. Yeah. Every once in a while, you hear something like that, and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) God damn it. Just when I thought I was making headway. (laughs) Which is funny because it's like every once in a while, and I've I've said this before, but uh, I'll say it again. Every once in a while, I'll feel like I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty well on like you know picking up new instruments and stuff, and then I'll talk to you, and you're like, yeah, I'm playing this now too. And I'm like, motherfucker! All right, like I know it's not a contest or anything, but it's like you know I'm like, yeah, I'm up to six or seven instruments. This is awesome, and you're like. Twelve. What? What? <laughs> I'm like, mm, all right.
1: <laughs> well, so. most of that just comes from like a you know a certain gig or a certain tune. Yeah, and it's like oh uh, we need a this or we need a that, and yeah, I'm the one guy in the group who's like I'll I'll give it a try. Yeah, you know,
0: try that out. Yeah, no, it's a, it's that's a good way to be. Um, I'm I'm trying to learn how to play the drums, but fuck, I suck at that's it. That's the
1: one thing I've never I've never attempted. I will also feel like that. World doesn't need another drummer,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. No, I, enough of those. I sure, sure. I do feel like though that it they're fun, it's a fun instrument to play. Fun instrument. I don't know if I would ever play it out, but I want to get like at least quasi proficient on it because I feel like that's gonna, pardon me, again, change the way I think about my primary instrument, which is bass. You know, it's like you know, it might just help a little more to lock in on. Certain things by you know learning different grooves and stuff like that. Yeah. And also just like practicing that splitting of the brain. Yeah. You know, for for all those different limbs might come in handy for some of the other stuff I'm working on. Yes. Like. And I've also, I mean, I've got a kit here. Sure. So why not? Yeah. I mean, I bought it. I might as well if I can use it. You know what I mean? But like. Oh, I I shan't be doing that in front of people. No, anytime soon. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. It is. It's crazy. It is. I can't believe how incredibly bad at it I am. And the flute, I fucking suck at the flute. I'm working on it though. M- uh, Michelle gave me one. Yeah. And um, I've had it for like two years. I fucking suck. Yeah. It's aggravating. <laughs> I've never
1: been that great with wind instruments for yeah. the most part.
0: You're a pretty good harmonica player.
1: I know, but it's like not it is like... different, though. I mean, it is a wind instrument, of course, but it doesn't... I don't know what it... It just seems a little more forgiving than the flute or a clarinet or...
0: Yeah.
1: I played saxophone in high school for one year. Oh, really? And that was very short-lived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was... I think uh, my... At the time, my music teacher didn't take me serious when I told her I was already playing the bass. So I'm like, right. I've been playing bass for like four years Like, I'd love to just play bass in here. And she's like, you're going to take the alto home. And I did, and I tried, and I enjoyed it. But then uh, I think they had, like, a jazz band or something, so I came out to audition, and she got to hear me play the bass, and she's like, I am so sorry that I made you play the saxophone. (laughs) Like, oh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But then from then on, she's like, no, no, you're going to play the bass. Yeah. You guys guys had an
0: awesome high school music teacher.
1: We had a really good... She's still there at their she, old high school. Yep.
0: Didn't she just win like an award?
1: Yeah, last year she won the Music Counts right. award. Yeah. Uh, which is, you get ten thousand dollars towards your, uh, your class. Like you can right. spend on instruments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then they give you, uh, you go to the Junos and they present you with this beautiful right. glass award. Um. And she got to meet Blue Rodeo and a bunch of other Canadian, famous Canadian artists. And and I was, we were all so happy to see her get that because she has definitely been a huge influence, not just on me, but on lots of, yeah. um, not just musicians, even just artists, like draw, people that went into acting and now are professional actors and, yeah. Um, people that have gone into like symphony work and oh, all wow. kinds of stuff like yeah. and that was the thing was like she ran the music department and we had concert band and jazz band and that kind of stuff but she also always helped out with any theater plays they did so she did right. the music directing there and put the pit band together and that's awesome just was like big on like creating opportunity for performance in a town that really didn't have much yeah opportunity
0: yeah That's such a huge thing, man, because, like, uh, I'm not going to say any names, but I've had music teachers in the past that just weren't inspiring. Sure. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And that can happen. We'll leave leave it at that. (laughs) Um, It wasn't until I got to college that I was like, oh, wow, this is a good teacher. Yeah. Cool. Like, I've, I've had them for other subjects. Yeah. You know, like, I've had great, um, like, writing teachers. Like, uh, Miss Tennant um, from Adam Scott was a, she was a big influence on, on on me and, like, really helped, like, get me prepped for, I, I don't want to sound, I hope this doesn't sound conceited in any way, but I, I consider myself, like, a decent lyricist. Yeah. And I attribute a lot of the early investigation to her, like, showing right. me all kinds of different poets, but also playwrights and, and uh, you know, aut- like, authors of, you know, novelists and shit like yeah. that, and just all kinds of stuff, and short story writers, and you know, she's just like, look at this guy, look at this lady, yeah, you know. Feeding
1: the curiosity.
0: Yeah, and they're like, if you like that, you're gonna like this, if you, yeah. you know, and they just keep going and going and going and going, and she really fucked me up, though, because she showed me uh, George Orwell, oh. and I was like... <sighs> I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Read Animal Farm, and I'm like, "We're all fucked." Yeah. She's like, "Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep." Buckle up. I was like, "Oh my god." But like, yeah, there's nothing like a good teacher, man. So that's that's awesome. That very true. Very true.
1: She, uh, her name was Diane Garbutt, our music teacher, yeah. and is now Diane Windmill. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, same thing. Was like, I was a theory nut. I loved theory. Yeah. and she at the beginning of the semester she would give you all of your theory in a tang. oh cool and i would go home and do it all for the whole semester <laughs> and hand it in like within a week and i'd be like could i have some more and she would make a, a new tang with all new stuff just for me
0: that's great and every
1: time i'd finish it she'd give me another one and it was like she really like went above and beyond for me
0: yeah That's awesome when you can have somebody to really feed that fire. Yeah. You know, like that's, it's a big deal. Someone is continuously (laughs) texting me. I'm so sorry. No problem. Oh, it's Willie. He wants to know if there's a kid here. Ah, I should probably respond to that. I apologize. No problem. Cause uh, they're actually, they're, they're going to be here in like 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh, for one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean we still got twenty minutes, which is cool. which is good, because um, uh, we should talk about um, all the all the stuff you got coming up, and and also where um, people can uh, find the bands that you're playing in, or like you, any of your independent stuff, or yeah. or all that good, all that so good. Things. in the time for some shameless self-promotion. Nearest
1: future, <laughs> uh, playing with the Weber Brothers Friday the. 3rd. Th- uh, 13th next Friday
0: is that, the, is that really the 13th <laughs> I don't know let's check that it no. is is it next Friday is the 13th holy shit yeah so Friday I'm playing the, the
1: rib fest here in Peterborough oh, right with on. the Weber brothers Um, what else is going on I got a bunch of stuff with Emily Burgess all through Ontario all summer uh, a couple of big f- things we're doing we're doing the Kempville live music festival in end of this month i think and we're doing the Kitchener Blues Festival which is a really nice one and then what else is going on
0: uh, Lindsay Bar Band and, and that's until August but well
1: actually i'm not on
0: that one are you not
1: no i'm oh. i got double booked uh, for that one, uh, um, that's a. Bum. I got a gig in Oshawa with the Webers.
0: Oh yeah, I uh, yeah I knew you had that. I wasn't sure if you because you were saying that you might have been able to sneak it in. Yeah, but. it
1: turns out it's it's right around the exact same oh, time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's kind of what happens when you play in all these different bands. Yeah,
0: yeah, that can, that can't happen from time. That's a. I hate it when that shit happens. yeah Um. Okay. So uh, then we got Evil Dead.
1: Yes. In October. Yeah. For uh, There's four shows again for that one. Mm-hmm. And tickets are on sale at Market Hall.
0: Cool. What are the dates that it's. Uh, that they it's
1: are. Oh, I should have just got this calendar out. To start. <sighs> there we go. They are the 11th, 12th, and 13th of October. Cool. And there is a midnight show on the Friday. Cool. As
0: well. It's Friday the... Th- the 12th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus, I was like, we've got two Friday the 13th. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, right on. And uh, the tickets are already on sale? Yep. Cool. They're already up. They're
1: already selling, actually. We've sold a Excellent. few already. Excellent. A couple splatters.
0: Nice. Because people love getting covered zones. in blood. That's the best. It's so much fun. When yeah. the, the first time I saw the show... Um, was at the Diesel Playhouse in Toronto like years ago. Yeah. And that's why I was so fucking excited when you guys started talking about doing it. I was like, I just, I don't care what I do. I want to be involved somehow yeah. because it's, I've always been a fan of the franchise since I was like, I think like 12 years old was the right. first time I saw Army of Darkness. I saw them like all out of order. Yeah. But like, I saw that. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is the dopiest coolest, <laughs> most hilarious, ridiculous. Like, it's like, Three Stooges meets Xena meets zombie movies. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is great. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are doing it, and um, I can't think of uh, two better people to run it, really. Oh, thank you. Than, than you and Caitlin. It's
1: been a lot of fun. Like, the last year was pretty intimidating for me, because it was like my first time doing like a music direction of a th- of a play or like a theater
0: yeah type thing you did a great job man thanks it was, man it was awesome i'm excited to see the the bass arrangements that you came up with yeah me year. too <laughs>
1: oh i should have brought that over today but are the charts done yeah they're done oh
0: great i would love to I just got
1: a hole punch
0: some of them but they're done That w- i would love to get my hands on a copy because yeah it- we're recording tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> really, I, I'll
1: bring it into work or something. Oh, that'd so, be great. I mean, that'd be great. Not that you'll have a chance to look at it. But. Not really, but that's
0: okay. <laughs> I, who knows? I might have some no call, no shows. It is the summer. <laughs> that's right. That happens all the time.
1: So, <laughs> but we got a few new cast members this year. Yeah, which I'm really excited about. Actually, um, yeah, I'm really. Excited and uh, I I have a friend who works in special effects. Nice. And he works on some pretty big like Hollywood no movies way. like uh, Pacific Rim and Holy shit. Yeah, really? Some, some big stuff. That's
0: Guermo does horror. Yeah. That's a big deal.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the tip of, like this guy I, I wish I could remember some of the other ones. Like I, I know he did Death to Smoochie.
0: What? And I
1: love that flick. Uh you remember fx but the the yes, series yes that he worked on the the television series
0: no way yep that's cool so he's a friend
1: i went to high school with kind of well he's a little bit older than me but uh so i emailed him or messaged him yesterday and i said
0: we're uh
1: we have we're putting on this play and we're looking for like you know ways to to make these special effects and He wrote me back, and he's like, well, here's a couple suggestions, but I'd love to help out any way that I can. I'm like, I'll be calling you real soon, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So I'm happy to even just have his uh, opinions and and suggestions because I think that'll help us make the show a bit bloodier and a bit uh, more exciting to watch.
0: I was was telling Caitlin, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Christy Reed, she is a crazy makeup artist. Right. I think I've shown you some of her yeah. stuff. She's been getting into doing like uh, latex masks and stuff as well. So Good.
1: We were if, talking about doing latex masks. Yeah,
0: I was going to say time permitting like I if you want I can I can give her a buzz and yeah. we can see if she can take some molds of your leads and stuff for yeah. the, for the deadite faces. Exactly. And that would be very cool. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll I'll give her a buzz later today. Yep. Awesome. Um what are some of the uh websites and uh like Facebooks and Twitters and all that kind of shit so that people uh, can find the bands that you're playing with The bands I'm playing
1: and... with so uh the Weber brothers is the Weber uh 1b in one... Weber brother Is it really only one It's only 1b so have been spelling it with b or <laughs>
0: I'm sorry guys
1: just, they get it all the time Um so, WeberBrothers.com for them. Emily Burgess, I don't know if she has a site, an official site, but she's. Uh, you can just find her on Facebook, yeah. Emily Burgess.
0: Do you know if she's got like a Twitter or Instagram or anything? She has both of those. Both of those things. Uh, yeah. well, I, I knew believe. she had a, an Instagram. I can't remember what it's called. I think it might just be Emily Burgess. Yeah. Nah, I I'm remember.
1: brutal for all that because I'm, like, yeah. I'm like the anti anti social. I mean, like I've got nothing. I've nothing against social media. It's just not my passion. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I let other people do the tweeting. Yeah, and of
0: course. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Um,
1: uh, Evil Dead you can find on Facebook. Easy enough.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, the tickets are on the the Market Hall Market website, Hall website,
1: which is MarketHall.org, dot I, I believe dot Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah, it's an org.
0: How much are tickets?
1: Uh, I think the splatters are 35 and okay. the uh, regular seats are 25 Cool. But there's a premium if you pay at the door, so you want to get there. Yeah. Get in there and get those tickets. Yeah. You can buy them in person at the box office or online.
0: Right. Excellent. And yeah. the market hall is located on the corner of George and Charlotte. Charlotte.
1: I think it's 1140 Charlotte Street.
0: Yeah. The box
1: office is just Just up. horrible that I know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: know the address of every live venue in this town. <laughs> I
0: don't think that's a bad thing. No. <laughs> um, the box office is up a whole whack of stairs. There's yep. signs all over the place. but uh... And
1: there is an elevator. Is there you- really? Yep you just walk 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 beyond the stairs and there's an elevator
0: i didn't know that yeah i've been running up those stairs <laughs> me for too. years me too uh, it's good for the gams <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid oh fuck okay i'm getting i'm getting silly we should uh we should probably call this because uh the band's gonna be showing up in about 10 minutes and cool uh, i gotta i gotta pull the pa system in from the van oh the sh- yeah the show last night and i gotta i gotta go to the bathroom so <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of coffee it was a lot of coffee before we got started <laughs> thanks so much for coming out man oh, i my really pleasure. appreciate it um and this time we actually got we got good audio we did a test <laughs> yeah before we ran it everything sounded good i didn't fuck it up no Woo. um i wish we had more time we could do we could i could get you to play something but uh we we t- We'll just have
1: to do it again. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm gonna be actually. uh, I haven't talked about this yet. This is the first time I'm talking about it. Not only am I getting a new computer, but I'm gonna be getting a camera. If if not, eventually, multiple cameras. Um, And I'm gonna be turning this into an audiovisual thing. So it's gonna be like almost TV show ish. Yeah. In the in the near future, probably like in the next like three or four months. So. Uh, I'm looking I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah. once I get the camera I'm gonna invite everybody back and so right. people can so we can see what they all look yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> and and most people are pretty animated. You sure. know, like there's there's not a whole lot of people that just kinda there's been like maybe one or two well two. There's been like two guests that have just kinda sat really still and one of them was super sick when he was here. So Oh shoot. <laughs> so it was you know, like and it's, I, it adds a new dimension. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to all the all the music we're going to be doing together Me in the too. future. And um, let's see if I've got... Oh, uh, July 21st for anybody that uh, that's interested. Um, Broken Harmony is going to be hosting the PMBA Blues Jam, which is for the uh, Peterborough Musicians Benevolent Association. Nice. It's this really awesome uh, charity that... Um, it's basically health insurance for local musicians. Uh, if because we don't have health insurance, <laughs> we don't get sick days. We don't get any of that kind of shit. So if we get sick or if we get injured, we can't and we can't work. Normally that would mean we were fucked. What the PMBA does is they actually come in and they float people for a little while. It's yep. a, it's a really big deal. It means a lot to me, and um, it it just it just helps people. Like right? they've they've supported people that have you know, broken bones or, or had cancer diagnoses and like, it's just, it's, it's just a really good thing. It's a really good thing to do. So please come out and support, um, you know, uh, donate some dough or buy some raffle tickets or, you know, just, just whatever, whatever you can do to help helps us all. And we all really appreciate it. And if, uh, you know, if there's that safety net, then, uh, then we can continue to just focus on putting out good product. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I've got coming up in just the next couple of weeks anyway. So, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Brown, Rico. Uh, my name's Dawson McManus. This is 646. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.